This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is Hans, who is not wearing a graphic tee today. You're just going with the classic Louis C.K. look, right? Yeah, I'm trying to change from a little boy to sexual predator look. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Uh, And we have back on the show, we have uh, the cinematologist in the Kino Corner. How are you fellas doing tonight? Hello, hello. Doing well. Happy to talk about this one. I am the opposite of Hans tonight. I'm wearing a, just a plain black shirt. Uh, this is one of my many shirts, actually, that I had for when I used to work on movie sets because, you know, you just wear black shirts and black pants all the time. So I'm just the opposite. It's the yin and the yang. That's what Hans and I are here for, right? Yeah. Hans, Hans yeah. is the yang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And just so, just so you know, this... This is not water. This is a mix of ice and vodka. Um, I think I'm going to have to drink all of it to get through this discussion tonight. <laughs> Drinking like a real slut, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, good. it's good vodka. It's Russian vodka. I don't think there's a better coping mechanism for, for dealing with this kind <laughs> of art that we're going to be discussing. We are talking about the angry video game nerd movie from 2014. Research shows gamers these days are playing games they hate. They think bad is the new good. I hold before you the new game for the new generation. And for him to endorse it, it's almost too brilliant. But I can't sell people games that look this unbelievably bad. Whatever on that shelf, you get it sold! You should review E.T. No. I physically can't play that game. It caused me so much torment as a child, I'd rather quit reviewing games permanently. We need to prevent future generations from being emotionally scarred. Dude, you can't do that. It's the most popular bad game of all time. I heard that Atari recall all of the cartridges and buried them somewhere in the middle of the desert because the game was so bad. How can you dispute the dozens of eyewitness accounts? You really believe they buried two million cartridges in the fucking desert? If we find any games under that sand, I'll review it. In fact, I'll play every single one of them. This is, I believe, the first independent YouTube creator feature film. Am I wrong? I think there were Fred movies, but those were all done through like Sony or Paramount. They did that one. uh, What was the... Well, Nickelodeon did distribute it to television. It was in syndication. But there was also that sketch comedy group, Smosh. Smosh. They had like a legit feature film deal with, I believe, 20th Century Fox. This is the first one from... uh, I want to just cut you off. Sure. Which was directed by Alex Winter... A.K.A. Oh, wow. Bill oh. from Bill and Ted. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that dude's like a legit documentarian. I believe he he has some competency when it comes to uh, what he's doing. That's kind of a yeah. peculiar choice. That's, that sounds like a good paycheck if you're Alex Winter. Uh, Alex Winter, is right? It, is it okay if I, if, I, if I start this off with just reading it? I started a book today that I think is very prescient with um, what we're talking about. I just want to read a, a, a short paragraph on that. I think it'll be a good like prelude to this discussion by all means suicide has never been dealt with except as a social phenomenon on the contrary we're concerned here at the outset with the relationship between individual thought and suicide an act like this is prepared within the silence of the heart as is a great work of art like the avgn movie the man himself is ignorant of it one evening he pulls the trigger or jumps of an apartment building manager who had killed himself, I was told that he had lost his daughter five years before and he had seen the AVGN movie recently and that he had had changed greatly since. 
and that's uh, that experience had undermined him not the daughter loss but the the movie Um, a more exact word cannot be imagined beginning to think is beginning to be undermined society has but little connection with such beginnings the worm aka this movie is in man's heart that is where it must be sought one must follow and understand the fatal game et that leads from lucidity in the face of existence to flight from light that is from albert camus the myth of sisyphus which i started reading today (laughs) and as i was watching the abgn movie i was thinking wow this all just connects to what I've been reading today. It really is a well, one to one kill connection. myself. <laughs> uh, Kino, you said that you've watched this film twice. I've seen it in bits and pieces leading up to today. Uh, and I realized around the one hour and 22 minute mark that I hadn't seen it in full until this evening, literally an hour and a half before the show. Jake, you're you we always rag on you for being the James Rolfe defender. What is I mean, when did you see this movie? Did you see it when it came out? What was your impression of it? Yeah. And really I want to know when your when your opinion of Angry Video Game Nerd and James Rolfe flipped or or changed. Wait, before before you say that, I'm also a James Rolfe defender. Okay. I I'm with the cinematologist on this one, okay? Uh, In what regard? Lorez is just, he's a silent team Doug Walker guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who's featuring this movie, by the way, for a couple of seconds, which just made me want to... Was Did he pop up during the end credits? (sighs) No, he's... No, 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 during the... uh, Halfway through. Oh, right When when the the Atari cartridges... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. He does one of his trademark shrieks. It's of great. course he did. I just and, the only cameo that that sticks in my mind is the Mike Matai, and uh, what's the, the, the guy on the guitar? Oh wait, my god, that made me violently angry. You didn't notice yeah. Lloyd Kaufman? Oh no, I saw Lloyd yeah. Kaufman. I saw Eddie Pepitone, but I'm just mean from the internet sphere of things. Oh, you, you, okay. You know what? You know what cameo actually kind of pissed me off because I I don't think this guy's funny. Is that Keith Apicary guy or Nathan Barnett? Mm. Where he. You know, he has his oh, the dad bald character. weirdo guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he just goes yeah. to the thing and like acts like he's getting shocked. I was like, oh my God, like this guy's so funny. Come on. Just also, what was it? Up. Polka dot guy from the Suicide Squad pops up in a very small role on a TV. Oh, oh yeah. Did you he notice is. that? No. Actually, you, you actually so so funny story. This is just completely unrelated. But you guys saw the Suicide Squad, right? No. Wait, I, yes, I we we yes. we did a show on it. Jake has uh, been exempt. So, um, you know, polka dot guy's mom. No. Yeah, I don't know her. Uh, but know her. He, but person. you know how she shows up. You know how she shows up in the movie. Well, I know her personally. Oh, right. That was it. Was really weird <laughs> for me to be watching the movie and go, "Wait, that's Ash," and like she's like just like this mom from atlanta i guess this is got cast just show, shows up in the movie i don't remember that part yeah i don't remember yeah my memory, memory key gets... feature it was that he could only see his mom and other people yeah and oh, it was my okay. friend and it was just like that's so weird <laughs> but my early... are you friends with a lot of middle-aged women kino <laughs> oh they love me dude you know actually at my work i've been getting calls from a lot of older women and you know i'm in the south right Very so tossing. they're like so I heard y'all treating the COVID patients, and I go, "Yes, ma'am. What do you need?" And I, <laughs> I like that with them. And they go, 
oh, you're so sweet. I'll come by. It, how much is a COVID test, dear? And I go, it's $25, man. How's your day going? Oh, <laughs> it's going wonderful. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's my day. Those are my days. Um, <laughs> but actually, I'll t- I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you later, one of my friends did all the stunts for this. Set. He'd probably come on here if you wanted wanted him to. Um, he told me this. Oh, I've I've heard some stuff behind the scenes. I, I won't get into. It. I don't know how much he's allowed to actually say. Oh, come on. Oh, you got you can't you, you got to kiss and tell in this instance. Give us the the, the juicy right. scoop. Come on. All right. So what he does is he essentially makes the action scenes before they shoot them. So he has like a green screen room and he does everything in Unreal Engine. And um, and so he does all the stunts, he does the action scenes, and then he kind of creates the action scenes within Unreal Engine, shows it to the filmmakers, um, and then they essentially use that just as their, their guide and they say like, okay, we need to get this shot for 46 frames, this shot for 11 frames, this shot for however many... And he even has, uh, in how he's doing it, like, oh, what lens it is, you I, know, what sensor it is, that kind of stuff. Oh, is my connection really bad? You, you're you freezing but, up every so often, but you're mostly up. Well, there he goes again. Oh, <laughs> okay, let me, uh, oh, yeah, now it just comes up and says my connection is unstable. Let me uh, um, exit out of all of my... Uh, um, let me see if I can open up my bandwidth here. A bunch of delicious tabs. Right. You got Am some delicious better? tabs open that were <laughs> occupying your attention before the show. Yeah, my tabs. Uh, it was funny. I uh, I took a screenshot of my uh, internet and I sent it to Tabor, Matthew Tabor of uh, Vsauce Two, and he was like, "Wow, this is like so you." And he just showed me all the tabs of me watching like literally every scene from falling down. <laughs> I have just a whole bunch of YouTube tabs of all the scenes from Falling Down that I was watching. <laughs> we were just talking about that movie on the last show and uh, Joel Schumacher's directing career, which inspired the last guest, Brendan, from the Elroy Boys podcast to check out Phone Booth. And we were, I was, I, at least I was, I was like, I don't remember that being a very good movie. You could probably skip that. But he was so adamant about wanting to check out Phone Booth. I got a message today that said, man, Phone Booth was quite the disappointment. Yeah. So. That would, if if there's a big takeaway from doing that Miami Vice podcast, it's just ignore that phone booth exists. Uh, but your friend, your friend creates but templates. Ignore most, yeah, yeah, he creates templates. So so a lot of the action scenes in the Suicide Squad he created, um, and they would essentially shoot the stuff and then basically just drag and drop it into his templates. You know, and he showed me some of the templates that he made in Unreal Engine. They look almost exactly like what was in the final film. And, um, but what he said is that with a lot of movies, they give him several months beforehand to, you know, to sort of create all this stuff. And on the suicide squad, it was a super tight schedule that it was basically like he was one or two scenes behind having to do all this rendering and that it was a nightmare. But, you know, he was like, well, it was probably one of the better movies I worked on. But, like, at the same time, it was a nightmare to work on. I do remember. I worked on the AVGN movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. James Rolfe needed anything. He was a fight choreographer in Unreal Engine. (laughs) A lot of these. Not much renting. 
he doesn't yeah. even show <laughs> a lot of the punches in the fight scenes. You'll see like the woman no. doing that, and then they'll cut away, and you'll hear a punch sound effect, and then somebody will be on the ground. He needed professionals. Terrible. I could have hooked him up with my friend, dude. My like. Now, uh, Jake, Jake, I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, sorry, cinematologist. Fuck. I'm oh using, man, uh, it's not like this. Doxing you now. I'm doxing you now. Um, hey, when Jake, did you move from name? When, when did you move from? <laughs> When did you move from being a, a James Roll fan to a Justin Silverman exclusive? Oh. <laughs> Listen, this is also part of my beef with them is what? I called him and I called one of the other guys fat in like a meme. And then they saw it and then they didn't like it. And they said something. And they criticized me and my Patreon or something. So they look, there's no good blood here between me and that that Silverman guy. Looks, yeah, like, he's obsessed I, with like, Gengar, right? That's his thing. He's yeah. quirky, obsessed with okay. Gengar. So Silverman and I are friends. All right. Silverman and I right. Silverman and I are friends. We talk right. a lot. Uh, <laughs> what do you consider anything. a lot? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we talk quite often. And then I uh I've been trying to get Tony, one of the other guys, to watch uh, anime, but he's very an- adamant on not watching it so he's considered a boomer in my my, uh, my view my favorite thing about justin silverman is when he pops up on those music videos from james roll's fan and he's just rocking out it's very cool <laughs> what, what, what's james roll fans called is it like viper rex something like that yeah rex viper yeah. rex viper yeah, it's, it's very Which cool kinda... it's, it's not it's, it's not terribly middle-aged man trying to revive something he didn't do when he was young it, at all. <laughs> it, it sounds kind of like Steel Panther, the best band of all sure. time. Yeah. Steel, I, I think it was a Steel Panther music video. It was like the first time I ever saw like tits on like, uh, Is, you know, on the internet. I was watching a Steel Panther music video and some like lady like flashed her, flashed her tits. And I was like, whoa, if I make music, women will show me their tits. <laughs> Is that the Rockstar band from that Rockstar movie? Isn't that what it's called? Uh, Rockstar? No, no, no. That's a Mark oh, yeah. Wahlberg. Have seen Rockstar? Just, no, no. Yeah, it's amazing. Wait, are you I mean, talking about Spinal no, Tap? No, it's not. No, 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 no. Rockstar, like Mark Wahlberg, where he plays a, a singer. Nobody has thought about that <laughs> no. movie Rockstar since it came out 20 years ago. Classic. Steel Panther is the 80s. Steel Panther is the 80s, dude. The one where Mark Wahlberg, like, uh, it's a oh. band and they need their singer replaced, and Mark Wahlberg's a fan of them. Well, and yeah, they yeah, pick him uh, up and... He's in it, and uh, Zach Wilde is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great. It's great in an ironic It's, it's a good movie. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, That's a movie I, I frequently confuse with Rock of the Ages, that Tom Cruise, Russell Brand film from oh, like no. six years ago. That's in the same Never category. Oh, I haven't no. seen either one, though. Rock of Have you guys seen the, the documentary of the Filipino guy that uh, joined no. that band? What, the act of the killings? Yeah, I love the act yes. of yeah. killing. Oh, yeah. I, I went to the, uh, I saw the act of killing at the Berlin Film Festival. I thought you were going to say you went to the Philippines. I was going to say, Kino, what are you up to these days? Look, all my all my art on my channel is by people from the Philippines. So, uh, you know, business trips. Business yeah, trips. Just, uh, <laughs> you just go to com to get your art. Hey, no, it's my patrons. My patrons are from the Philippines. Listen, a lot, a lot of those Filipino Indonesian artists on Fiverr. You know, you would think they're Japanese with that kind of that talent. You get uh, the most bang for your buck from those oh, impoverished yeah. worlds. 
Yeah, because you're paying for Japanese uh, Japanese quality at Filipino prices. Yeah, you're building houses with five bucks <laughs> in the Philippines. Yeah, you should know, Hans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, angry video game nerd movie. We have to we have to get into this. We've been we've been skirting around it for what now? Almost twenty minutes. Nobody wants to talk about it, but we endured this for a reason, and that's because James Rolfe. He brought this this idea that had been lingering in his head to the silver screen for the first time. He did the Kevin Smith Roadshow style tour, I believe, with this movie. I don't think it got a uh, any uh, like what is it <clears throat> Fathom events, nothing like that. That certainly didn't happen. And this movie was made on a budget of about three hundred thousand dollars. A lot of people More have three twenty five. The Indiegogo. I just checked it. Yeah, three hundred twenty five thousand. Okay. And that's a lot of money. That's that is a lot of money to make this movie. Now here's here's <laughs> yeah. the thing. I I when we were doing Civic TV and we were watching Doug Walker clips and there's a like there's clearly a scam that happened where Doug Walker was trying to fund a game show or whatever. I don't know what he was doing. He got sixty thousand dollars for it. it. Looked very cheap. A lot of people accused James Rolfe of paying off his house or his mortgage or whatever using the the Indiegogo or GoFundMe money that he had raised for this movie. I don't believe that. I believe that he just very poorly used his funds in this movie now having yeah. watched the entire thing. And I can see the money drains that were in this fe- feature that he didn't really need or he could have spread out a little bit better and where he's really lacking and there are certain gaps and how the entire third act is just a bunch of people, like a medium shot of people standing in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. It's rough. This is a, a rough watch. I want to say this. He made this for three hundred twenty-five thousand in twenty eleven, twenty twelve. So roughly five it, yeah. times, twenty, roughly four to five times the budget of my movie, and yet he shot it on a fucking camcorder. And <laughs> it's, it's like, it's dude, funny. if you're gonna have, if you're gonna have a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar budget. If you're going to shoot it digitally, shoot it on an Alexa or shoot it on yeah, film. Absolutely, he absolutely could have done that. If if nothing else, if everything else was the same about this movie, I would have at least loved if it looked theatrical. If it if it didn't look like Kino says, like a damn camcorder, that that was really the the main issue I had with the movie going in. I was. I, I wanted it to feel like a movie, even if it was bad. I wanted it to at least feel like a movie. And yeah. so, no, it's just a high budget web episode quality. It's you, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the kind of would really, it, really tick me off. Kind of reminded me of the uh, Tim and Eric movie, where it's like, all right, well, this could have been twenty minutes, but we stressed it into an hour and a half. The Tim and Eric movie reason. is better. Yeah, but but it also doesn't really justify its uh, runtime. This is two hours long, which I didn't know when Laura's first told me that we we're gonna watch this. And then I play, I press play, and I was like, wait a second, one hour and fifty seven minutes or something. I was like, why? This I has just, no right to be can, so long. No, the nerve of this man doing doing that. I can, 
It, and look, it's not even really an hour and 54 minutes. I think they close out around like an hour and 44 or 47. And it doesn't matter. It, it's an excruciating watch that you could have. But it's, it's because I, I think the last 10 minutes is a review of uh, E.T. that he does at the end. Right. So he actually yeah. ends up yeah, doing the review. That. So that I takes done. like 10 minutes. I, I yeah, wasn't no, I in the mood for a QT Marvel end credit scene. I was not going <laughs> to hang out for that. Yeah, it literally ends with an AVGN episode. Now, here's the thing, right? I like AVGN videos because Ooh. they're 10 minutes long, maybe 15 minutes long. And they're kind of comfy content. I usually watch them at night when I want to kind of get in the mood to fall asleep because my mind right. is always racing at like 100 miles an hour. And I'm always thinking of like a million different things. I'm like, right. wow, what about this thing that I was reading from like Nietzsche earlier or this or I was watching this Brisson film for the 50th time right. earlier. You're already today. jerked off. You're already trying to like. <laughs> no, but that's the problem. Go to bed. I, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the problem. I, I I don't really jerk off, so that's that's one of the big problems, right? And so it's like <laughs> it's like wow, <laughs> I was I was like watching this person and titties <laughs> and vaginas on my head. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, all right, all right, James Rolfe, you're gonna calm my mind down. You're gonna send me, bring me down. I'm gonna think about these games I'll never play because I'm not that much of a gamer. But you know the 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 sort of simulating the act of playing games is something that i do like i don't actually have to play them but i can kind of simulate the feeling of playing them and you know and so like but 10 to 15 minutes it's fine and then this two-hour movie it's just it's just not that good (laughs) like honestly the red letter media space cop movie was was far better um if i'm going to compare it to another youtuber movie it felt that felt more justified in a way but um this i have is just i, like, I would wow, say it's two hours i have difficulty comparing those two films because it feels like with space cop and i watched that earlier this year the opening of that and the end of that seemed to have genuine effort thrown into them and then the middle, it, it just sags. It's just kind of, yeah. it felt like, well, who gives a shit? This is just for laughs anyway. But not like necessarily in a good way. Like the, the lack of desire to offer any sort of quality to sustain that middle part, I think is a tremendous detriment to it. This and then one, you have Jay Bowman with this horrendous <laughs> acting. Yes, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, which, look... We might be saying that Space Cop is better than this film. Don't take that as Space Cop is good. You should watch Space Cop. That movie, I haven't seen that's, it. That's bad. It's a bad movie. Um, I haven't seen it most, mostly because of Laura's talking about how shitty and not enjoyable it is. So I've just been not just away from it, watching it. Right. You should watch it at some point. Their creative intellect, I think, shines in very specific aspects of Space Cop. And that's illustrate like the making of Space Cop that they released two or three years after the fact is much more watchable than than Space Cop itself. With this movie, they put all the pieces together that you would need to make a a real feature film, but it's just all like bottom tier quality. Like you're leveling mm-hmm. out at a, a level three across the board for everything. With Space Cop, there's certain things that are maybe like a six in quality and then you go down to a one in quality and then maybe you're at like 5.5 or seven so it makes it somehow i think a little bit more watchable than the fact it is a shorter film i believe space cops less than 90 minutes so 140 just yeah 142 yeah yeah but it 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 ends a little bit 
I don't know. I, I think Space Cop is better pacing overall. I think that's yeah. a big that's a big thing. Is that with the AVGN movie, it really is I thought a he slog. fell asleep. It's like a, um have you guys have you guys ever read this book by Marquis de Sade called The Hundred Twenty Days of Sodom? <laughs> Uh, you know, I've read segments of that at the suggestion of an ex, but no. no. So I think, I, so I think I've heard something about a movie that is based on that. Not sure. You know, I drove by. Uh, I went by a, a restaurant recently, a Croatian restaurant called Cello, uh, and I wanted to take a picture of that and send it to you, Kino. But I wasn't quick yeah. enough. It's very so. Uh, so- so anyways. peculiar cakes they sell there Very, uh, weirdly <laughs> yeah. shaped a lot food. of fudge they love selling chocolate <laughs> so anyways in um so anyways in that book it you know marquis de Sade, it, it's an unfinished book so the book that you would get is essentially just turns into this like checklist of all these like basically like edgy sort of situations you know that he might cover it so but like reading through it is it's like the book is proceeding at a steady pace and then it's just like boom you know it's like wow i'm just reading bullet points for 500 pages or i don't know something like that a couple hundred pages it's it's almost like impossible that's how the avgn movie feels it's just like you're just going through those bullet points you know it's just like a bullet point kind of kind of plot presentation where a lot of the plot points don't really have that much to do with each other. And there's a lot, you know, and it's just slow. Like that's the thing is it's just slow and it feels a lot longer than it actually is. Hmm. Um, To what I was asking before, I was kind of framing this in a pointed way, but Jake, at this point, were you out on James Rolfe and Cinemasker or were you still, uh, keeping up with what they were doing. Because I feel like this was right on the edge for me, where I was intrigued to see what he was going to do with this movie. I don't think I was following it as religiously around 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have taken a break around like 2010 or so. Uh, but I, I, I remember having such a fondness, especially for those first like three years of what he was doing as the Angry Video Game. I even bought the DVDs of that. I've so, got the first two, yeah. Yeah. So where were you at with this? So when the movie was actually being filmed, I was uh, I was in college at the time. So I had way too much time on my hands, more so than I do now. Um, And so I was still a pretty avid fan watching most of his videos week to week or most of his episodes week to week. By the time the movie came out, I, I think I fell off a little bit. I wasn't watching as much. Definitely keeping up with uh his other stuff like Monster Madness and all, all those other like g- great series that he had going on. But AVGN, I was, um, I think maybe just slightly slowed down on or slightly checked out of, not like written off or spitefully or anything like that, but just not, not keeping up like I did the years before. But as you, you were more into the Mike Matei content, I feel like. <laughs> I, guess. I was into Mike, Mike Matei flashing his big wiener. <laughs> Wait, so Jake, I have a question for you. Out of from on a scale of ten to ten, how would you uh rate Mike Matei's Elmo review? 
Did, did I ironically watch that? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Is that when he says, she says the N-word a bunch of times? And, and No. He, he, no? So, so Mike Matei made a couple videos while um, James mm. Rolfe was making the AVGN movie. And one of them was this Elmo review where Mike was uh, voicing as Elmo poorly oh. while making all these, like, kind of sexual references and sexual uh, jokes was this video taken uh, down did he try to hide this yeah, and it yeah. got re-uploaded he, yes. ah, I've he seen did this. yeah <laughs> yeah this is a very dark time for the internet this is <laughs> a, the, the, my big my biggest issue with this movie is that it just brought me back to that what 2010s of the internet where everything was very well this movie like every cameo and every normal person that's in this movie it's very much of that time and it's just so uncomfortable just random t-shirt fedora guys that pop up and and they finger guns type of people yeah a lot of the extras in this looked straight out of that nostalgia critic movie we watched bad what was it kickassia where they're just hanging out in the hotel movie ever made the best what was it i think it was called the best movie of 2009 that's what roger ebert said it's called the the smelliest movie in 2009 (laughs) (laughs) That joke will Sorry, Jake. Didn't mean to. <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No. Um, yeah. No, but uh, yeah. No, like the uh, AVGN movie. You know, it really kind of captured the zeitgeist of the times. If you think about it, it's a cultural touchstone. It's uh, something to really think about. You know, when you're it, like, wow, how? What was 2012 like? You look back. Yeah. The AVGN Just movie. like uh, what we were saying with with Miami Vice 2006, where they had Lincoln Park <laughs> and Jay Z and Encore, and it, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I mean, really, it's a great double feature. It connects one decade to another. I, I well, you did up. ask. Oh, you did ask that question on that episode of that which movie you would pair with uh, Miami Vice, and I think AV. <laughs> I think AVGN that's right. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> you have the white well, black cool. partnership, right? <laughs> You've got the female romance. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. This guy was on the too. Bernie Mac show, that kid. What were we gonna bring up, you know? I wanna bring up the uh um I wanna bring up the sexual tension of the AVGN movie. For one, all right guys, for one, look, I have big hands. Y'all know what that means, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a piano player. That's what it means. Um <laughs> You're Jewish, I get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like I pianist, whole... pianist, wasn't the pianist Jewish? That, that's a that's yeah, Brody. That's a, another good yeah, two thousand twenty year old actually, reference. Actually, you, you know what's funny <laughs> about the pianist? I haven't seen that movie for years. Um, the first time I saw that movie, I was at Rusty Cage's house, and it was two a.m. in the morning. And Rusty goes, "Hey, Kino, uh, I got a good movie to show you." And he fucking puts on the pianist and we watch the whole thing. <laughs> and M. Lemon is there sitting next to me. He goes, ow, it's another Holocaust movie. Oh, no, the Jews are getting killed. <laughs> Isn't that movie like three hours? Yeah, it's, it's just long. long as fuck. Jesus. It's super long. We were up until like... The, are you like saying... When the movie, is there the no movie better finished. viewing environment for The Pianist, the Academy Award-winning film The Pianist in Rusty Cage's apartment at two in the morning with Emperor Lemon and Kino? <laughs> Like, it's not an apartment. It's a whole house in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Okay, that's much better. Um, <laughs> with Rusty Cage's uh, roommates, AK-47, in arm's reach away from me. 
bunch of anyway. swastika flags around you. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, the thing about the AVGN movie that got me the first time, the second time, and the third time watching this film. Mm, I, don't, I don't know why I watched Wait, this. Wait, did you time. watch it a third time for this show? Yeah. Oh, all right. Wow, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. I wouldn't have not done that. <laughs> if I had already seen it twice, I would have been like, all right, let's see what I can remember from my two viewings because fuck. Like, but all right. I care. I, ca- I respect I it. Care. Yeah. I respect you. I put you, a lot right. of effort into, you know, what I do, Hans. All right. You yeah, can yeah. learn a little bit from me. All right. <laughs> I'm anyways. Right. I'm good. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what effort is, watching the AVGN movie three times, I'm all right. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm good just winging it. <laughs> So the thing, the thing about this movie that always got me was how masturbatory it is. Like you have so many people coming up to him, going like, "I love your videos. Wow, yeah. you're super funny. Like, wow, ABGN signed my breasts." And then, <laughs> and then he gets caught <laughs> by the black guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's that scene where he's walking. I guess it's like a. I don't remember what he's walking into, but like he's like high fiving people, and he's like, "Yeah." He's- going like, crazy me. here and yeah he just <laughs> he does like his his uh like he's yelling but not really yelling the face i'm not gonna do it because i don't want to get screen cap but like he's very ex- yeah he's very no, excited go, go ahead, people saying hey yeah. to him and then like he walks by and, and a couple of guys are like oh my god that's that's uh the guy and it's like oh, it's jesus or when he's working at the the gamestop store yeah <laughs> when he's looking at the gamestop store and then people come in they're like oh my god they AVGN guy, this is awesome, and he he hates everyone. And then he some the black guy buys his uh what is it the Call of Duty game that's not very Call of Duty yeah. because he spit on it. Warzone three thousand <sighs> or, or yeah. War of Duty three thousand. It's, it's it's basically Call of Duty. He's like, I'd rather shove this up my ass. And then yeah. the guy and he spits on it. The guy goes, you spit on this? I'll buy it. And then like his like buck tooth. <laughs> You know, like Bosco's gummy. Oh, Jesus! Eddie Pepitone's yeah. teeth in this movie—that was that was treacherous. Look, he Eddie he Pepitone, got a chuckle out that... of me uh, from one one line that Eddie Pepitone delivered. <clears throat> but on the whole, what a waste of a man in this film! What is he He's... doing in this movie? Why did they go to Eddie Pepitone? Because he has like five hundred teeth, you don't notice that he's like a shark. They're all crammed together. It's very Pennywise esque. Look, guys, guys, I don't know if you know. There's some, there's some deep Kino lore here. I gotta, I gotta share with you guys. Oh no! So, as you guys know, as you guys might have known, I recently did a Kino cast with Mark Rappaport, who produced the scary of 61st yes my new legal associate and for handling this boyfriend. this litigation case with the massachusetts lottery i was, I was that michael's son him. yes it's michael rapaport's son he looks exactly like him sounds exactly like him too <laughs> sorry to interrupt you keto Oh, it's okay. he's, oh, he's oh, got oh, uh he's got dialogue dialogue connection uh, it's fine uh, yeah <laughs> No, it's, how is my so, so, Costa Rican so, internet so, better than yours, Kino? What the fuck? <laughs> Kino, you look very surprised right now. <laughs> Kino, are you al- are you okay? Just the thumbnail. Kino, of me is like the soy face. Okay, all right, there we go. You're, I think you're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, That's you being excited I mean, about meeting James uh, in real life. 
Yeah, you saw yeah, Mike yeah. Matthias Hogg on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just make the thumbnail. Kino. Wow. Jesus. He definitely isn't lying about his dick size. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, but, you know, Mark Rapport told me, so he did a, a, a short film and Eric Roberts stars in it. Oh, nice. And I asked him how he got Eric Roberts in a short film. He's like, I just put a casting call in Actors Access and Eric Roberts, like, just applied to the Actors Access, you know, casting call. And that was it. So I don't know, maybe this happened in the ABGN movie. James Rolfe put out the casting call on Actors Access, and that's how he got some of these guys. Eddie Pepitone just showed up. Eddie uh, Pepitone just went on to Actors Access. I, I would believe that. I Look, you, he's got him. He's got David Damasian, right? I would buy that if you told me that was the case. Uh, what, I was, what was I going to say? So with the AVGN character in this movie, you're right. There's a lot of people like giving him high fives, patting him on the back, hyping up his, his legend. But you don't ever, like, it feels like a very watered down version of that nerd character that's introduced in the, the mid-aughts. He doesn't have much to do in this movie. He's just kind of there. And he tries to communicate a lot of the, I guess, the plot and the story and a lot of, you know, much of the, the character through this this black supporting role who we've never seen before. So if you're an AVGN fan around 2012, 2014, you think, who are these people? This lame girl who doesn't know how to act. It's very uh, not what the fans, I would assume, would want from that sort of uh, feature. Well, there's not really. What, I think what I was looking for that yeah. he, he the, the direction he should have went, besides buying a good camera for Christ's sake, is uh, <laughs> the, the way he should have structured it with the character and with the movie would be if you made it like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is like absurdist, very, uh, very design driven, almost takes place in a real in a real world, but <clears throat> just fake enough to where uh, the plausibility is is there like uh plausible deniability or whatever the suspension of disbelief yeah i thought he, he he didn't take a fun surreal enough approach and and but then he goes into like the whole monster at the end and whatnot and uh yeah i i, I just thought he should have yeah good writers borrow and great writers steal he should have stole the the, the story to <laughs> his big adventure and just, well, and just hey, made that the hey, movie hey. like i'm serious though it felt very much like this is the things I, I like. This is the kind of yeah. this is the kind of movies I like. So I'm just going to put elements from movies that I like in it. Uh, but but uh, the problem with this character is that uh, this character in, in his videos is uh, usually just in his basement, right? There's not really much interaction with anything other than the, the monsters or like the Bugs Bunny or the other characters that come into his basement. So seeing him out of his basement and trying to become like a a real character feels really awkward and weird because it's not just him talking to the mm-hmm. camera. So, so I guess that's why you need that extra, like the, the black kid trying to explain everything. Else. Hey, you know what else was wow. awkward and weird is seeing him green screen people into his basement that clearly weren't there. Like that black kid. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Mike Matai yeah. and the yeah. guitar guy being out in the desert when they weren't there. Cause they were in New Jersey doing something else. That is, that scene made me so physically angry where he's <laughs> no they're just having a just, good time they're just jamming out yeah. on the on the he's sand just dunes. playing a, a bad song because he's a terrible musician that can't sing for shit and then you have mike Matei going 
Yeah, it's great. It's just, <laughs> oh my God. It's like, what is this like two minutes that we saw of this guy with this song and just very awkward jamming on whatever that was, what well, that's supposed to be uh, the desert, right? Where the, where the cartridges are buried. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that made me really upset. <laughs> who, who is the co-writer and director of this movie? Uh, Kevin Finn, his uh, longtime friend from high school. Now, have we seen him in videos before? Is he like a part of the Cinemassacre channel? He's been in no, uh, a number so. of the episodes. He, yeah, he, he's been in. Oh, really? what, what would we know him from then? Like, how, Does he have a role... He plays uh, different characters. He doesn't have a recurring guy that he always plays, or maybe he does now. But he was uh, he was the game graphics glitch gremlin in one of the episodes, and then he was the ninja in the oh, ninja, the ninja yeah. guide episode. Yeah, so he he usually does those <laughs> like one off cameos. Yeah, oh, I know who this guy is. Yeah, and I'm assuming he hasn't done anything else no, besides that. This is also just, this, the, you know, this is just. This is just coming from me, but I think that the movie would have been a lot better if his co-director was Bootsy. Oh, um, Bootsy? Bootsy would have made the film a whole lot better. Bad luck Bootsy, who they fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think what we've learned yeah, from... like, why, why the fuck did they fire him? It was like one of the best parts. What, uh, what was the, the... There was a controversy, I guess. There was a rift between him and Mike Matai. That's what people were saying on Reddit or anyway, or 4chan. That's what they talked about, is yeah. Mike Matai got Bootsy fired. And then Mike Matai wound up getting uh, shit-canned because of Screen Wave. I don't know. I don't know if there's any legitimacy to any of that. But, uh, I, I mean, I think it's interesting that James is kind of... What James is now on his channel is not dissimilar to what he is in this movie, which is just... He's just floating along. He's there. He's doing stuff, but he's not really doing stuff. It's everyone else just kind of moving the tide, and he's just washing out to sea. He said he was going to quit the character, right? Or he did quit the character for a little bit. No, no, he never uh, did. Did he not? No, he never did. No, you're making false accusations, huh? He wanted to. No, no, no. So so there's truth between the two of you. So he wanted to quit the character. This is from what I've together from what I, you know all the from justin movies. silverman yeah justin from, silverman from Justin silverman no, no, no. Oh, yes that's no, right no, not from him but from all the green text from all the green text i've read on uh 4chan.com 4chan.org slash tv um <laughs> so you know what i read there is i read he was crying on the curb while a line of black men were outside his house going inside <laughs> to meet his wife shake hands with his wife for producing such a great film I also read that on 4chan. <laughs> you know what? I might have written. I might have written some. You wrote it on 4chan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my post. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take credit for my uh, literary genius, Hans. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but so this is what I I've read, and this is as I as what I'm saying is this is all rumor. This is, you know, I don't know if this is true or untrue or whatever. This is just what I heard. And what I heard is that James Rolfe wanted this essentially to be the end of ABGN and this to be essentially the end of his YouTube career and to go into like actual filmmaking and to become a movie director after this. And he saw this as like putting a cap on his YouTube career and then going into filmmaking, he actually had this movie premiere at the Chinese theater 
in LA. And that's true. That is true. Damn. Um, which I, I couldn't even imagine having a movie premiere at the Chinese theater that I mean that I mean how much money does that cost? You know, that must have cost quite a lot of money. Probably a hundred thousand um, for less three hundred thousand that he made. Yeah, like it must have cost quite a lot of money and he had it at the Chinese theater and he had and then he got really mad at people online when they didn't care for it. Like that's that's that, you know, this is one of the, the, the benefits of making like a super low budget film when you're just like in your early twenties, like like I did. Like if people don't care for it, you're like, Yeah, whatever. I was in my early twenties, like who the fuck cares? Your movie didn't cost 300000 though, right? No, no. It, it, his, his budget was like five times my budget. Yeah. Do you want to <laughs> plug your movie just for people? Like, oh, yeah. Your movie's out now. Right. Last time we were talking, uh, it, was, it was queued up for, I believe, Amazon Prime or, or Vimeo, rather. Yeah. It, it's on Vimeo On Demand, Wasted Hours. Yeah, you, you'll find it if you go to my channel. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, I, I'm not too too big and plug it. I, you know what? A, a, a director of a movie is the last person you should ask to uh, to, to plug their own film. I'm I'm ready right. for my next. All right, movie. Hans, plug Kino's movie yeah. for it. <laughs> it's called Wasted Hours. It's it's like Stand by Me, but with gay children, and uh, they all come <laughs> and find a dead body, and then they interact with the dead body in ways that I can't talk about because we'll get banned on YouTube. Uh, but it's it's good. Go go can, pay what ten bucks, five bucks. I don't know how. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine for a digital file. <laughs> it's four dollars. Yeah. It's four dollars. Okay. Four yeah. bucks on Vimeo. Yeah, and you can pair with. It's very sexy. You can pair with. Very sexy. As you know, uh, Kino is obsessed with Salo and a Serbian film, which I've learned today. So it's very sexy. Kino, you gotta be putting shit in your films now. <laughs> You know what? Actually, so I was really oh, thinking no. recently. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was thinking recently. I was watching. I watched Card Counter, which I really liked. Ah, yes. I really liked the Card Counter, and I was like, you know what? That's the thing that my my script is missing. Is like Oscar Isaac. Okay. Yes. Oscar Isaac. No, but it's um. You know, but it's, it, it's Paul Schrader being a, a Briston fanboy, which, which is what Paul Schrader and I, you know, we're, we're similar on, and we're humongous Briston fanboys. And so he likes to have that whole Diary of a Country Priest, him like writing his like journal every single day. He also had that in first performed, right? You know, and I was like, well, maybe that's what I have to have in my movie. It's like him, like this kind of like this using the a, a diary. Um, cause I, I sort of introduced it into one of my scripts and I was like, well, maybe I, you know, you know, you're always searching, right? Like when you're writing something like, and you know that you're just missing something. So I was watching the card counter. So that's what I think I was missing. No, I won't introduce shit into my, into my films. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get edgy or that edgy quite yeah. yet, Hans. If you, uh, so if you worry. follow, if you follow the Kino Corner, uh, you uh, on Facebook, you will get the the same amount of horny posts that Paul Schrader does every day, <laughs> <laughs> where he just criticizes uh, actresses from being too fat for being a main role in the movie, uh, and and then how he gets banned from Paul Dano's uh, what is a Skype poker 
called because yeah well that, that turned out to be michael sarah's poker group not paul Dan- oh. paul dano he was just calling <laughs> michael sarah paul dano the entire poker game that's that is even better yeah that's even better yeah i i love how paul schrader is just like why are all the hot ones lesbians <laughs> yeah paul schrader is-, is honestly just like a hero of mine like <laughs> I He's love like, that they said, you have to get off Facebook before this movie's out, Paul. And he said, all yeah. right, I'm taking a pause. And then, like, three days passed, and he started posting again. And it didn't matter. Yeah. They, just, they just never checked in. I'm sorry. I, I had to change the subject. Uh, Lores, I just can't stop looking at that screen grab. You posted saying the new Matrix trailer is really something. Oh, God. <laughs> With James Rolfe. No, with, uh, Jesus, Doug Walker's. What was that? Scene? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which scene? Are we talking about from the Angry Video Game Nerd movie or the Matrix yeah. review from uh, from the Nostalgia Critic? No, no, no. Oh, it's God. Angry Video Game Nerd movie, right? Because he goes into Area Fifty One, and then it's like, oh, it's exactly like the game ET, and then it's like the worst sort of CGI green screen shit where he finds that alien and i remember him like making a huge deal out of like it's a practical effect and like wow you spent twenty thousand dollars on a shitty looking et model great i couldn't believe why would he write why would he write such a big finale that requires so much visual work when he knows he can't really pull that off even like a fraction of of what would be necessary for a feature film. He really thought, I guess, that his, like, we're going to dress my friend up as Spider-Man today for the Angry Video Game Nerd episode. (laughs) He thought that kind of logic was going to apply to this film and sustain itself for a 35-minute conclusion. Yeah. And you know that the the voice actor for E.T., in the AVGN movie is the guy who voice acted as Michelangelo in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in like oh. the late eighties, early nineties. What um uh fuck what's the name? One of the Corey Corey Feldman? No, that was from the movie, right? No, the cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. Feldman right. got fired so, so, for the second one, and then they I think they brought him back for the third. Too horny. Uh, can, so, are we ready to say that uh, uh, James Rolfe is the Ed Wood of the 2010s? Because he spent three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to make that movie, and he spent like sixty thousand to make Plan Nine. But Ed Space. Wood had the drive to make multiple films and believed in himself, even if he was making pieces of shit. I don't get the feeling that James Rolfe has any sort of um, confidence in his filmmaking abilities uh, beyond. You know, I guess people talking up episodes. But, I mean, even if you take a look at that, because he had released his short film, I think, last October. And it seemed to be one of, like, his most ambitious projects since this movie. And he didn't really seal the deal on it. There are episodes of AVGN that I think are even better directed. We've cited the Polybius episode as as an instance of that. And there seemed to be nothing in in that short film, which was a sequel to some obscure short film he shot 25 the, years ago on a video incident. camera. Right. So, so Yeah, and, and then he turned down what? Uh, he keeps turning down Adam Weir. Every time Adam <laughs> Weir puts his hand out, 
James smacks it away. During this movie, Adam Wingard wanted to cast him as the lead in VHS 2, which is a good horror anthology uh, film. For the, uh, It's kind of like a remake of the uh, Mark Hamill body bags thing, but with a first-person perspective. Adam Wingard had all his hopes and dreams on James Rolfe taking that role. James Rolfe says, hey, listen, I got a movie I'm working on. I can't really pull myself away right now. Even though I think they were both shot in Los Angeles, I could be wrong about that. Well, Wait, they got he that said guy. No. James Rolfe said yeah. no. What's Why? the actor that got that role? What's his Adam Winger uh, played it. He just he filled oh, it for it? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the this I, is the right. biggest. The, the I I can't fathom this. I can't wrap my head around this, and yet I can. And this is why I don't believe James Rolfe has any confidence as a man. When Adam Wingard, he he took that no on the chin. He was uh, professional about it. He said, "All right, whatever. He's going and trying to do his thing. Fine." And then Kong vs. Godzilla. Adam Wingard goes back to James Rolfe and says, James, you want to play a role in, in Godzilla vs. Kong? You know, it's my biggest movie to date. I'd love it if you could just come out for a couple of days and shoot a scene with us. And, you know, you really make my day. <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to play a Japanese scientist? <laughs> what happens then... James Rolfe says, oh, I really appreciate it, but listen, I got a wife and kids now. I can't really go out to go out and shoot this with you. But if you want to do a nerd episode someday. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Is that what he said? That's that's what happened, yes. He mentioned that in his review of Godzilla vs. Kong, that he turned down Adam Weird this time around, also. Like why? Like it, it? It would only be maybe three days of shooting, and the biggest payday of his life to be yeah. in Godzilla vs Kong in a Listen, speaking. You know, point. he's he's a responsible father. He can't be away from his wife and child for three days to shoot his biggest role, biggest paying role in the biggest movie that he could ever be, uh, because you know he cares about his child and wife. He can't be away from three days to do whatever role it was. Do you even know what role it was, Loris? No, I don't. I believe it was going to be um, a little more than a glorified cameo. I think it would have been like a legit character, not like a throwaway line or something. So it was, it was something and he smacked it away. I wonder if it was the uh, conspiracy theorist character. The black guy? Yeah, the black the, guy. The black gay guy from Eternals? Yeah, I wonder if it was. I wonder if it was that guy. Like that's you could envision that easily. I think. Yeah, yeah. that would have been great for him, though. That that's the thing that I don't get. Okay, so you're gonna be in this multi-million that's movie that's gonna make a hundred million dollars. I don't know how much movie uh, money it made, but let's just, just say that. It. Let's just say that that movie was reviewed on Is It Kino with Monkey Jones, right? <laughs> for. Uh, uh, Couple, it had a couple of views on that on that episode, but uh, that's the thing. Like, it, it's a, it's it's at least a hundred thousand, uh, no, a hundred million movie uh, movie, and uh, he just turns it down because he wants to be a, a dad. And a it's husband. bullshit. I don't buy that for a second. I think it got him nervous. I think yeah. he got he was like, ah, well, here. I mean, this is a real opportunity, but um, I like doing my thing. And my thing is like, small and not very professional, and he doesn't have to do like it, there's not a whole lot of work that I think is on his shoulders anymore. 
as far as this goes. And he's gotten comfortable with that. Well, did you see um, his behind the scenes video recently? I don't think so. Throwing his behind. I was going to watch that one. Uh, I was hoping there'd be some good information (laughs) from that. Yeah. So what I'll say about the behind the scenes video recently is that it was very interesting um, just to see how he operated. Um, Although the last like five minutes of the, of the, film video it's him essentially complaining about how he doesn't like be- people complaining about screen wave but, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not kidding um <laughs> i don't really have much of a problem because it's just the way that i consume youtube it's just very like i'm going to sleep i'm going to put on a youtube video to go you know like to help me go to sleep like i i don't get involved in any of the uh i don't really care you know, I guess that's just how I how I feel is like I really don't care. But anyways, um, so how he shoots his videos is he's like, yeah, I have my lights like taped to my ceiling. I have the camera on this wooden stand like on my shelf because I don't like things taking up space on my uh, um on my floor and he's like but that makes it hard because if i want to get shots that aren't just me on the the couch then i have to essentially take everything apart but he has like this weird sort of uh fascination with not having his floor space covered up by light stands or by tripods or by anything like that so he's everything like taped to a ceiling um it's it's strange so he's autistic. Is that what you're saying, James Rowe? <laughs> <laughs> he's an autist. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe I'm in the spectrum, so I can say that. But that sounds like someone that's very controlling of their workspace. But which I guess makes sense when it comes to like that Adam Winger thing, where if he's not in control of everything, he's going to turn it down. Because I mean, I guess he's he's. He makes enough money with his YouTube channel where he doesn't need that exposure, I guess. But it, it, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, if I had that opportunity of working in a movie like that, where you're just playing a character for a couple of scenes, like, why wouldn't you take it? Unless you're afraid of not being in control of everything, right? Well, what I will say in his defense is that uh, about one third of Godzilla versus Kong takes place in Pensacola, my town, and it's so obviously not Pensacola (laughs) so that first one third of the movie sucked ass because I was watching I was like this is not Pensacola at all this is so horrible at portraying my town how the fuck do you have a negative 37th floor in a town that has like a zero like zero feet sea level oh so they're just like 370 feet below sea level you know in this <laughs> whatever whatever so you know the, the movie wasn't that good anyway so but well, you didn't like good. the you didn't like the weird mega godzilla that looked like shit they created at the end did you I like that it. monster or the monster in this movie more oh wait oh. Can, can anybody pronounce its name no what i was can't it? pronounce its name death death, death six the actor couldn't even pronounce it (laughs) none of the actors could pronounce it death moth is it like death moth is it like 
Milwaukee. Well, see, he did like a Mothra thing, but yeah, he wanted. To, he really... clearly wanted to do his little homage to. And this, 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 to what you said, Hans. Every movie was doing this during this time. We watched mm-hmm. what was it? Chillerama when we were shooting Mass State Lottery, yep. and that yeah. last. I think it was the last one. Uh, a segment of the movie does the same exact shit as this, and it's also terrible. But that's got a little more. It, there's more professional hands on that, so it's a easier watch, even if it sucks. But this was like every film geek got their opportunity to go shoot, seemingly between the years 2011 and 2015, and did this exact thing. And James Rolfe is just the most, I guess, uh, least polished version of this. Well, that's what I told you. Like this movie feels feels like the the worst representation of what online content was in the 2010s where it's a lot of uh well i like this thing so i'm going to try to do this thing but not really have any idea on how to do it so it feels very much like half half cooked of uh i like this but i don't know how to do it so i'm just going to throw it out there and hopefully it'll work uh and then you have every cameo of people that i'm not i'm not aware of because i wasn't very online at the time but i'm sure that uh when that uh the Atari cartridge thing happened. Like a lot of those cameos probably meant something to someone. It was probably people that were creating content on the internet that I I don't know. Uh, But whenever a a character was on screen that wasn't James Rolfe, I'm sure it was someone that we were supposed to know at the time that are not really doing content anymore because it it felt very much like that. Whenever you see a guy wearing a, a regular shirt with a fedora you're like all right i'm sure the fedora is like a bit i'm sure you're someone i'm sure this is a this is a person i'm supposed to know but i'm i'm an old person that doesn't know any of that shit so i i, I felt very much like out of the loop but this felt like a like a youtube produced movie where you're supposed to know all of these extra characters that uh have lines that you know i wasn't very familiar with i think that's the problem with a lot of youtube movies um this one in particular is that it doesn't feel like a movie and it feels like a two hour long YouTube video. Yeah. What is the best YouTuber film? Oof. Wasted hours. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how many YouTubers do you have in your movie though? That's not, I don't think that qualifies because you went outside of that, you know, bubble. It's not like you have you know, your friends in it, uh, just playing cameos or, you know, no, I, I, I mean, Cumbie is in it, but I, I made it before I was a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So, right. So there's so an asterisk. Qualifies as that. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you got like Rusty Cage and fucking Mumkey and all those people to play cameos in the movie just yeah. to be like well, the, well, the weirdo cafeteria people. Lottery. We shouldn't have given <laughs> right. that away. <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine if I made like a school shooting movie with Monkey Jones and Rusty Cage. Oh, that, that would, be would actually Eggie. that would be Eggies, just Eggies, Eggies just Rusty. there, just <laughs> yeah. That, that would be Kino actually. Yeah, you got Keemstar is the weird uh, director of the school who just likes touching children. I don't know why. The director of the school who touches children? Why did you make it dark all of a sudden? It was funny alone as a school shooting movie, Hans. No, we're talking about Serbian film in Salo. (laughs) (laughs) That was an hour ago. 
yeah you're totally just like wow you're really like latching on to like the worst parts of those movies you know i got got a lot to think about you you know oh you know what oh i'm sorry the movie where the the main guy fucks a baby (laughs) you know i might might just think about that a little bit yeah they never made a sequel to a serbian film seems like a very missed opportunity yeah. yeah, it's just the story of the kid that grew up after being fucked by his dad. Start. We know the baby. The, the baby died, right? Does the baby with die? Little, start with the little boy. Yeah. Start with yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys remember the last line of that film? It's like start with the boy, or something like that. Okay, I, I have a good question to throw out there. Sorry to uh, throw a wrench in this, but speaking of YouTubers oh. and making movies, so we've got James's AVGN movie as. I guess the the benchmark right now. Um, <laughs> as sad as I am to say that, because right? I think James is he's a really talented guy, but I think it goes to what Lorez says. He, he's not confident, and it's like, dude, ugh, geez, just don't be a worm. You, you, you've built up such a great reputation. Like you, you've proven with work when you were younger that you can make movies, but he's he's stuck in in, in he's forty one now, so he's he's just stuck fighting himself but the real question is how do we think chris stuckman is gonna do oh his movie and he got no and he and he's got a legit a very legit movie (laughs) in the works right now you're right drive two yeah (laughs) (laughs) no he did that already that's out all right yeah he didn't want to talk about that when we had him on he's he ignored the the fact that that photo existed he didn't want to talk about anything and then uh, a week later, he came out with like news. And he uh, came out, yes. Worthy, newsworthy things about his family or whatever. And it's like, motherfucker, can you just throw us the bone and reveal that on this episode where we're both hostile towards you? <laughs> yes, where you, where you thought we were attacking you and it was actually just fun and And I was actually making fun of Hans, just using your body yeah. as a vessel for that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see what Chris Stuckman's going to do. I mean, I don't. I don't have any expectations for anybody that that comes from YouTube. So if they can even like amuse me with whatever they make, I think that's a win. I think that's a victory. Uh, if he's got actual uh, money behind him to do this this film, well, can't be. I mean, it can be worse than what's already out there. But yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. It, it can't. It can't be. It can't be too too much worse. I would do- hope. Well, Do you guys know what the movie's about at all? No, but I will say this. Is that it doesn't give me hope that Chris Stuckman essentially had this like spiel on his channel uh, a couple months ago about how he doesn't want to do like bad reviews of movies anymore. He's like, I don't really want to talk badly of films anymore and like <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, you would only say that if you're not confident in your own film. Like, I feel like a lot of artists... Mm me as an artist because i consider myself an artist right come on i'm pretty outspoken (laughs) you know i i feel like if you're an artist you should be outspoken you should be like this is shit that's terrible listen um lores uh sent a twitter post uh before we uh started watching this before i watched this movie talking about how we shouldn't talk about bad movies and then he's like well, hold on, no, no. 
Let me. I didn't say that. I never said that. Right? And okay. I understand this was inconvenient timing with this show. What I said Horrendous. was, in the context <laughs> yeah. of that, I'm talking about major films, blockbuster. We're talking about a movie from, first of all, 2014 that some dude shot with yeah. $300,000 he raised. This is not in the same conversation as Malignant, as Godzilla vs. Yeah. Kong, Mortal Kombat, the rest of the HBO Max slate. What I'm noticing is people can't break from the awe of this moment and how terrible all the art is or how censorous a lot of these institutions are. And they get overwhelmed by it. They can't stop thinking about it. It's all they ever talk about. And they, they get trapped in this little mold that is not very productive to the conversation or guiding us away from that. It becomes part of that. And then suddenly you have to rely on that, that structure to exist and sustain yourself. So I want to get away from that as much as possible. Um, and I think a lot of people do that. Works for a lot of people. Helps make them money. But I don't think that's going to be culturally helpful in any regard. Is that why you don't want to do an episode of The Green King? I'm, I, I, I ha Look, I, I've heard, uh, Kino, you said The Green King was not good, right? I've, I've you heard mean The Green Knight? The, yes, The Green Knight. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've heard mixed things about it. I have nothing against that movie necessarily. I kind of like the creature design that's in it, but um, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it. You can, you can listen to my, is it Kino with Monkey about the green Knight? I really was very much opposed to it because uh, and I was talking to uh, my discord or actually Monkey's discord today about my problems with it. And that it replaced this sort of pre-modern society outlook um, with a, a post-modern sort of nihilism. And that it essentially just took the story of Gawain and the Green Knight, uh, which is a story of forgiveness, and replaced it with a story of nihilism. And I'm like, that that's not good. Like... It's, it's not going to be culturally relevant. And The Green Knight came out literally a month ago and everyone's forgotten about it. That's to show how, like, if you make some sort of, like, nihilistic trash, it's going to get forgotten immediately. I mean, you're not going to be culturally relevant because no one wants to, to watch nihilistic trash. I'm sorry. And it seems like that... that seems to be the the trend that a24 films especially have taken uh where they just kind of abide by they've got they've got their own sort of rhythm of how they do things now and it does create a much more forgettable product than what they were ushering out to theaters maybe about 10 years ago or rather like seven eight years ago because i think they only got started in 2013 or 2012 um but like yeah sad sad wife movies where it's just like a sad wife that's very unhinged and unhinged. Now that's her. a great movie, Russell Crowe. It's very beefy, very angry, yeah. unhinged. We need, see, the, here's the thing, right? Like, I think that you know, you, you Lorez and Jake and me, like, if we were given the money, 
we could be the next, you know, Michael Mann. Love how you Brian left Hans Hans out of that. That was yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> you fuck. You fuck. Hans, Hans could be the next uh, Caesar Romero. <laughs> okay, guys. No, I'll be the, the next Wait. Raul Julia, and I'll die of AIDS in the middle of the movie or whatever he died of. Yeah. Wait, guys, guys, everyone, everyone, shut up because I, I got to see something very, very important here. Hans is not an American, so he doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be the greatest Costa Rican filmmaker of all time, which is not a lot of uh, it's Wait, not a lot of competition. There's only, been like three right movies. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's only been like three movies. There's only been like three movies made in Europe. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. literally nobody, dude. <laughs> you're, you're competing against nobody. It's like, wow, I'm going to be the greatest. It, it, it's like saying this. I'm going to be the greatest filmmaker from, you know, fucking Milton, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Guam. Yeah. There's nobody. It's the equivalent of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone's, okay. everyone's worried about surviving and I'm just like making movies. Do, 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 yeah. Do you like know my entire history? Cause you know that I like grew up in Guam, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the the greatest like, filmmaker, uh, the greatest filmmaker from Guam is Kino. I feel, I feel you. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactimal. Let me ask you boys something. How would you approach if you look, if James Rolfe, if everything falls apart with screen wave, subscribers are leaving the channel. There's another Mike McTie incident with his penis and it just it sullies everything that James Rolfe has built up <laughs> to this point. How now if he's got his back against the wall, he's like, look, I can't do these videos anymore. What I'll do, what I'll do is uh, I'll do a, I'll do the suicide squad thing. And I'll do a sequel that doesn't feel like a sequel. How do you do the sequel to the angry video game nerd movie? Jake, you can start this. Like I said, if uh, well, are we going to give serious answers? Wow. Give... <laughs> yeah, wow. That's a tough one. Yeah. How 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 do you okay do a I'll, sequel I'll take, to a turd? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take the the, the the not serious approach first. This time you make the monster Mike Matei's dick. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fighting Justin Silverman's fire party. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Mike Matei's dick is the Andrew Video Games nerd uh, surprise uh, weapon that he uses to shoot cum into just. Uh, don't, 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 don't. I think that Jake is supposed to be giving the answer here. Yeah, huh? You hijacked that there. <laughs> I don't. I, I kind of already said it earlier. Like the idea of uh, he, he should have taken like the Pee Wee Herman approach, kind of like this uh, mm-hmm. absurdist. Hey, dude, Pee Wee's uh, Big Circus. Everybody loved Pee Wee's Big Circus. You guys oh, remember the circus movie? Pee-wee. Big Top Pee Wee. That's right. Even oh, that. Boy. Even that. That's theatrical enough. It, it's well. <clears throat> this movie felt a lot like an earnest movie because you know he's playing like a <laughs> he, he felt. He, I knew he, he loved he, it. He plays like a caricature, right? Like he's not a real character. So it's like a caricature, but Ernest has something about that character that is likable. And you see him do different things that he's not supposed to be doing because he always dressed the same way. And like, he doesn't really fit the environments that he's in, but there's something about Jim Varney. That's his name. That was his name, right? Yeah. Jim Varney, where where he's very likable. And even though, he doesn't fit in the things like the, the the character has like a charm and a charisma that a James Rolfe doesn't have. So I feel like if if he turned that into instead of being or trying to make the AVGN a cool character that everyone loves, 
if he just went all in into like an earnest type of character, it would work much better than whatever the fuck he well, tried no, to do I th- here. I where he's like, had uh, potential to be that kind of character. That that's the point I was right. trying to make. But the the problem is that he didn't he didn't write a proper screenplay. He wrote a a, a clutter of fan service and then a couple mm-hmm. of things that he likes, like uh, kaiju's and stuff like that. Right. He he, he didn't actually. There was no there, there was no actual idea for the movie of oh what what can we do with the character and he could have written the same movie but just had to be less internet fat guy e and it would have been better <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the, the idea of like a cross country trip to uh, area fifty one it's fun but a little too ambitious so it's like water that down a little and then get all the crusty fat guys out of your script and you're good. But also do something with the road trip thing, because you could do a lot with a road trip type of movie, but the only thing they did with the road trip was just we're driving a car and there's a green screen behind us and there's a little bit of interaction. That's it. You know, there's there's so many things you can do on the way from, let's say, Cali- I don't know where he was supposed to be in, but like, let's say California to the desert of Arizona. I think it was New is, Jersey. Uh, wasn't in New Jersey. By the way, all the Rolling oh, well, Rock that's references, even... God, really hitting you over the head with the Rolling Rock. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah, say like this, you could too. Do... I tried Rolling Rock a few months ago. It's shit. It's a whatever <laughs> beer, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a whatever beer. But but you could do so much with uh, even like a road trip movie where uh, the whole time they were in a car or in a tank, like the when the girl was kidnapped, uh, that it just felt like... like we're just shooting this with a green screen in the back. There's not really much character building or anything. It's just, it's just a waste. Uh, where in a you know in a road trip movie, you can do so much from him going to from New Jersey to Arizona or whatever that desert was that uh, it would make this a lot more interesting than just uh, you know a couple of scenes where they're driving and uh, trying to build a little bit of character, but not really going all in with the character uh that uh by the time they get to meet all of those weird internet people that are huge fans of james uh, like you you can't really care that much for that because it's just like like who really cares about a fedora guy being upset about him not doing the thing that he wants you know yeah Uh, but with a rotary movie there's so much you can do there that was missed in this what i think the problem too is that um he made a movie only for the fans and he, he didn't make one that I think he thought, well, could <laughs> somebody else enjoy this? What's going on? Yeah. You so know, very, what beautiful very, eyes you have. Very, very YouTube, very like YouTube centric type of movie or like, these are my fans. So I'm just going to put them. Um, and, I, and I'm also wondering if, uh, if there was like an Indiegogo thing where if you pay a thousand dollars or something, you you will be in the movie, so you're put in the movie. He had a bunch because of a uh, lot of awards like that. He had a bunch okay. of tears because when, of, when he did the campaign, and because a lot of the time he felt like that. It was just like, why is this guy on screen? And uh, it was probably because of that. Yeah, Kino, are you okay? Kino, are you having a seizure right now? This is being the Joker. Yeah. I'm no longer Joker. I'm no longer Joker, guys. I'm defense. All right. Let's get this straight. I'm defense from falling down. 
That's he's right. literally me. I actually, so the other night I was, uh, I went over and I showed my mom falling down. And while we were watching falling down, I was trying to explain to her what literally me meant. And I go, so mom, when I watch this movie, I'll tell my friends that he's literally me. And, <laughs> and then she was like, why would you say that you, you were just like him? He's the bad guy. I go, no mom, but it's like cool to say that this is literally me. Like he's literally me right now. <laughs> she's like, but he's killing people. And I go, well, yeah, but he's like killing people. I don't like, he's literally me. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm going to disown you. If you ever say that he's literally you <laughs> any, anymore. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Kino, would you would your would your sequel? (laughs) (laughs) Kino's been drinking that vodka. I feel you. It's fine. Yeah, I had to drink. I I had to drink a lot to to get through this movie. Um, I fell asleep like three times (laughs) watching this aggravating of him because I was just like, God, Jesus, fuck. So I feel you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's what I would do, and then I'll give it over to Kino. What I would do for the Angry Video Game Nerd sequel is I would turn it into like a Rick Alverson film. Like you saw Entertainment with Greg Turkington as the Neil Hamburger character. But just have it as James Rolfe on his way to the Chinese theater thinking about all that money he's spent and how it's all going to be. He's going to be exposed in front of a live audience in the Chinese theater once he arrives. That's what I would do for a sequel. Oh, isn't it not like... Isn't that like something too? Like you always think about when you make something and you spend a significant amount of money on it. Because no matter like what piece of art you make, right? People are always going to assign the amount of money you spent on whatever the art you made. Though I wouldn't consider the angry video game. Excuse me. This Pellegrino is making me burp. Um, I wouldn't consider the uh, angry video game movie art because it also exists uh, sort of as a derivative of the E.T. game, Mm. you know, like me being a a man who has read the works of Robert Bresson and (laughs) Tarkovsky, you know, like I'm a big follower of Bresson, right? And so it's like, okay, so he made this like work that's derivative of, for one, another piece of media and two something from another another medium so it's not art but it's like he spent three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars you know whatever that is now with inflation he spent it and he expected he expected it to get him this you know job of acclaimed director i i I don't know like I, i think that maybe could be an interesting film because of his expectations you know like what he thought the film would get him but every time that you make something and you know that the people are going to equate the dollar sign to whatever piece of art like i remember even with my own movie people going like wow you, like wow you spent seventy thousand dollars on this movie that's a lot of money and me going like trust me it's, it's it's not <laughs> like, and they're like, wow, you spent too much money on this movie. Like some people told me, I'm like, 
try try making a movie and you know try making a movie for seventy thousand dollars it's it's very difficult how much and did um, the the film aspect wind up setting you back as far as the budget went uh it would have set me back about the same amount as shooting on an alexa if i'm gonna be honest yeah um so to get an alexa package would have cost me thirty thousand, and the entirety of shooting on 16 millimeter film cost me thirty thousand. so you know it it all would you would you do it again would you shoot on film again or would you go Alexa? He shoots his YouTube videos on film. What are you <laughs> talking <true>. about? <laughs> yeah, I shot my latest right. on Super yeah. 8. Um, yeah, you're right. I would only shoot, like, I'm kind of a film purist. So um, the feature films that I direct, I will only shoot on film. So it, we're it, never going to see a, a, an iPhone shot movie like a Florida Project from Kino. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, I'm not some faggot like Sean Baker. <laughs> <laughs> What's his new movie with Simon Rex? Uh, I don't know. It's called Red Rocket. Yeah. Oof. Simon Rex is a guy who had his, allegedly had his career derailed because he did some porn in the 90s, I guess. And now this is like his big comeback. It only took him 25 years. Yeah. But Sean Baker, you know, he just makes these. Um, movies that i am against completely uh from a both both an aesthetic standpoint and a philosophical standpoint uh i hated tangerine i hated the florida project hated both films thought they were terrible um was the and, yeah. film better <laughs> you know what what had more I've artistic seen... integrity as a film from your perspective <laughs> you know what Kino? i've seen the florida project once i've seen the avgn movie three times <laughs> <laughs> but but what's here's this, the thing what's this i'm think... one of those uh, uh that um punked uh show where he would just play one of the characters i think punked. he was on like a the jamie kennedy experiment or one of those knockoff shows not real punked Oh, wow, the Jamie Kennedy, dude. Jamie Kennedy, he was in this movie called Son of the Mask. Um, oh, he's and... great, great. Yeah. Great I like movie, how you, great you film. just mention it like it's a like an indie flick that's obscure. We haven't heard this before. Yeah. This so, great so, feature. Son yeah. of the Mask. Yeah. <laughs> play so, the Chinese, play the Chinese theater, too. Yeah. So some of my fans are big time mask posters. And um, constantly post about Son of the Mask. If you go to my Discord, you'll see a lot of references to Son of the Mask in it. Um, My Twitter DMs are full of Son of the Mask memes. um, And a lot of my Twitter uh, notifications are Son of the Mask related. But that's my dog wanting to come into my room. Give me one second here. And when I come back, I will talk about what I would do for the ABGN sequel, but in the 10 seconds that I can't talk, you guys can, uh, you know, shit well, talk about me. So say whatever <laughs> you want that, that you hate about me or something like that, right? You don't want that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. He'll never talk to me again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, ABGN, uh, 
What a piece of shit, huh, guys? Yeah, Jake, what is your what is your full opinion here on AVGN? You've been quiet tonight. Don't think we haven't noticed, Jake. <laughs> I've been the strategic my, silence, yeah. I've been plotting my rebuttal the last 80 minutes. <laughs> the big James Rolfe defense that this episode's going to end on. No, it's a... Uh, it's, it's, if you only look at it as he made it for the fans and he literally made this thing for the fans, this $325,000 mess, then you'd be like, all right, like whatever it, it's, it's for his goofball fans and the people that stuck around and wanted him to do it. That's fine. But to think of it from his point of view, it's like, well, that's years of time you spent on something that. <laughs> that four guys right now are kind of crapping all over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's yeah. the thing too. It, it, like, it didn't if he advance your it, career at all. It, if he it didn't do made it for, for the fans, if he made it for the yeah. fans, he would have put it on this YouTube channel, and I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have had to fork over two dollars. Page? Wow. You paid for this? I went to one, you two, paid? three movies immediately. <laughs> yeah, two, me too. Yeah. Two dollars of my hard-earned money. On Amazon That's a living wage for Hans. That's what he's yeah. working for hour after That's, hour. I work 10 hour days for three hours an hour. Three dollars an hour. What? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's five. It's not that much better. It's, it's less than five dollars. So it's not that much better, but yeah. I literally make like way more than you do, Hans. There's my dog. Just like... No, I know. Anyone. Does your dog have does. emphysema? <laughs> He's 20 years old. Oh, Jesus. He just, like, coughs. He might. It's like one of his last, one of his last coughs. <laughs> we just heard it in the episode. <laughs> but yeah, I feel, I feel like um, just because I wasn't very aware of all the content that was out in the 20, what was it, 2012? Uh, yeah. This movie, I feel like uh, seeing it with 2021 eyes, it's a lot different than seeing it with 2012 eyes when, uh, online content wasn't as let's say advanced as it is now uh where all of the cringe things and other things that make you uncomfortable at the time might not be as uncomfortable as they are now um so i i, I feel like um maybe have if i had seen it when it came out like jake did um this would have not been as painful as seeing it now after seeing everything that's come out since then um I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy it at all. I fell asleep three times and I had to rewind multiple times with it. Uh, I don't understand how on 2012 you spent $200,000 on something like this at all. Uh, but I'm wondering if maybe uh, if I went back on time eight years, maybe I wouldn't be as negative about it just because of the content that was on YouTube and similar websites at the time i'm skeptical of that personally i mean hold on jake did you watch this movie uh recently or for the show i haven't seen it since uh i first saw it seven years ago Mm. okay all right so we don't i mean i guess kino you watched it did you watch it first when it came out no i watched it first like uh, a couple of years ago okay like again all right so nobody here can really give like a upon the release date and then what i can say is this like, I, I want to compare this to one of my favorite films from, I think, 2013 was Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. 
I mean, but like, you, know, you have a real <laughs> <Yeah>. filmmaker. <laughs> you have someone that's someone that knows what they're doing, and you got James Rolfe who's shooting shit in his basement. But <laughs> that's, like, that's fair. But yeah, no, yeah. but I, no, but I mean, like, the thing is, is that if you put movie, this on, yeah. if he put this on YouTube, I would compare it to other YouTube videos mm-hmm. of the time. Right. I was like, going to ask, what is more watchable, this or Kick Ass here, which I think is of, of roughly similar length, maybe a Ooh. little bit longer. But it's wow. free. That but, it's, a, a, but it's free, fuck. and it's consistently so hilariously bad, which this is not. This is like frustrating bad at times. Yeah. Yeah, like Ooh. James Rolfe has more uh filmmaking knowledge than doug walker does but it's almost to his detriment it is well that's that's the perfect way to put it in this case i think <sighs> yeah that's a that's a rough one just because of how much i hated <laughs> <laughs> well have you guys seen my video on doug walker's the wall um, i have yes uh yeah <laughs> no but i've seen the wall and it was, with it doug was worse yeah it was just as painful as he has it, i think the wall I saw the cat. So I saw the cat's one. The cat's one was also very much like. Let, let's what, think about that. You... Right, Kikassia comes out roughly around the same time. It took him, it took him nine years to catch up to the same quality level as James Rolfe by doing the wall. That's that, and Doug Walker's what, like forty-five? It's just it's no, a hopeless. I think he's a couple years younger than James. Christ, that's a shame. That's that's <laughs> very sad. The best Doug Walker video is when he quit his job and he's like being a cringe lord in his like job by like walking with the boombox and like dancing and saying like oh. I quit. Remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> he, he, he does on top of the table. Oh fuck, it's very Chris Chan of him to do that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. It was also very Chris Chan of him to fuck his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that walk. I'm I'm on the fuck that walker train, 100. percent uh, So yeah. I don't Just, think you've ever shown signs of deviating from that since learning about that walk. You don't have to state that. <laughs> Listen, Kino, we got to get your sequel to the AVGM movie, oh, yeah. and then I think we'll wrap up the show on that note. Yeah. So the sequel to the AVGM movie. I'm just making this up as I'm going along which I feel like is the right thing to do with something like this. You know what I mean? You don't really, you don't really put a lot of thought into this. You just sort of go, what is my gut telling me to do? And that's, that's like, that's how I feel about a lot of art, right? It's like you go from the geist, you go from the spirit. You don't go from the head, the head, the intellect, the rational, it's all sorts of, all sorts of problems with that. So with the ABGN2, movie i would tell him james just ditch avgn do something different come on you're gonna recast avgn you're gonna get a new angry video game there no 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 i'm just gonna tell him keep avgn to youtube if you want to make a movie make a movie like do something different he talks about all these ideas that he has and it's like dude you could do something it is how, yeah, and that's the main flaw of 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 AVGN. Not even the movie itself. It's that he didn't even at least try to use it as any kind of springboard. I mean, I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, it's not good enough, but like he hasn't even tried since then. And it's been seven years 
So it's like, dude, yeah, the hell are you doing? Make something that can exist in and of itself, right? Make something that you don't have to understand his YouTube persona. You don't have to have seen all of his videos to understand who this character is and have all the background on that. Or the like, cutaways to Top Gun inside jokes. Because remember the time he played Top yeah. Gun and it was bad? Yeah, exactly. Classic. Like, you don't have to understand that. Make a movie that exists just as itself, that somebody can watch, and they don't have to have this this knowledge of all your video game reviews. You know, just do something. Do something that's creative. Do something that's different. Do something that's like a fucking movie. <laughs> like, that's that's what I would say. Like, don't make a fucking sequel to the AVGN movie. Just make an actual fucking movie for once. He makes enough money on YouTube, too, where you think he could, you know, those 300000 that he was able to make with this movie. Or... But Hans, here's the thing. You can make money. You can make enough money to, to, to get by, to have a, a, a good existence, right, on YouTube. But if yeah. you're a person like me, you're like... Oh, he froze. You know, Frozen. I, Bad internet. Can't everyone... afford good internet, you know? Yeah. Go on. I'm Sorry, assuming everyone here, like, I can't... I, okay, I can't afford good internet, okay? You know what? <laughs> yeah, your argument is completely <laughs> died. No. <laughs> No, but here's the thing, right? If you're like anybody on this podcast here, um, the money doesn't matter so much as the need to tell stories, the need to uh, to make films, the need to do all of this. Like the, the, it, it transcends just like saying like, oh, I just want to, I just want to make this stuff to make money. Like if you're doing that, it's fine. I don't really have much respect for you if you're just doing that, but whatever, you know, but there's a different breed of person. That's like, yes, you know, making, making money. Like obviously like I need to make money, but I need to tell these stories. I need to just sort of, it, it, it's like this creative explosion within yourself that you're just like, I, I don't, right. you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> but I, I guess my, my issue is that after this movie came out, like Jake said, it's been what, seven, eight years. Uh, and he hasn't really even tried to do anything other than what his channel puts out, which is, you know, um, in October, he puts out his monster madness thing. And then think throughout the up. year, I believe oh, he stated. He, I think he stated because he did another video last uh, year when the the releases were coming out. So I believe he he was answering fan questions and he said, "Oh, are you are you do you have any plans for a, a new film or whatever?" And he said, "No." He said, "No, that's all on hold." He was planning something for a second, wrote the script, mm-hmm. didn't do it. Said, "But I have this short film I'm going to do." Cool. You know, I actually reached out to Justin Silverman. Friend of the show, Justin Silverman. Yeah. Uh, Big fan. (laughs) Because um, James recently put out a video essentially pitching a horror film script that he had. And I reached out to Justin Silverman saying like, hey, I used to work as a script doctor 
out in LA. And if you need somebody to like read over the script and punch it up and, you know, just make it, you know, not suck, <laughs> like <laughs> send it over my way. Like that was my job. I, several of the scripts that I worked on got to the top of the blacklist and, you know, I got writer's jobs and everything like that. So I'm like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing with this. Um, so send it over my way. And they were like, yeah that sounds cool. Like we'll send it over your way and maybe we can get the ball rolling on this. And that just never happened. You know, I, I reached out and, and, and I even said like, I, Hey man, I won't charge. I just want to see James like make an actual film. They're just going to do clerks, but like, is the video store side of clerks where, you know, the characters are just who they play on that podcasts or videos that they put out and rental reviews the movie it's just it's just very lazy yeah lazy yeah. it's very depressing it's very yeah. it's very depressing when when you see a filmmaker that has what three and a half million or something like that followers on his youtube that could be making more interesting things and he's like you falling into this home of like avgn is the only thing that people care about like truly care about I, i'm sure the other videos that they make uh get views but the the big one is still avgn and not you know doing anything with with the money that you can make from that exposure of you know three and a half or four i don't even know how many followers he has but but uh over three million followers that he's got you know yeah great so james sucks the movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean that that's that's just about it. We talked about this for almost two hours now, and there's <sighs> it's just it is what Sorry. it is. If you want to watch it, it, you know you're just kind of stupid. I think it's not even worth checking out to see how bad it is. You're calling um, me stupid. I guess I'm calling you stupid times three, Kino. Three times. It's unjustifiable. There's no defense for that. I look, I appreciate it as the host of this show that you would commit to that level, but I couldn't even. I really thought I was gonna skip around this movie and I I said no. I'm gonna I'm gonna endure the whole movie. I'm gonna take it at face. I know Hans is not gonna really sit through this. He's gonna fall asleep. <laughs> and I'm surprised you even got to the ending. You did rewind, Hans. So look, yeah, that that's it. Angry video game nerd movie. I gave it one star on Letterbox. That that's a that's about it. Can you read your blurb is, to us really quick? Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't put a blurb yet. Uh, I was considering narrowing it down to a half a star. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what comes about with that. Uh, thank you, boys, for enduring this this evening. Uh, hopefully, I mean, look, when we were talking about James Rolfe before, that episode seemed to do, uh, yes, alcohol is the real sponsor of this episode. Is, yep. uh, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't even get through all my vodka, so... You know, this wasn't quite as bad as maybe reviewing uh, a Doug Walker masterpiece like Suburban Nights or... Uh, what is Suburban Nights? I don't think I don't we watched even, that. Oof. Oh, no, we don't have time oh. for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I want to know what that uh, is. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's... So it's a trilogy. Cassie, I think, is the first one. Then Suburban Nights, right? It's the second. It's like the Dark Knight. And then and then the third yeah. one is um, Boldly Flea. Three hours. No, it's over three hours. <laughs> Would this movie have been better if it was three hours long? No. <laughs> no. no. If it was, was two hours long, I wouldn't have bothered. 
<laughs> this was at least half an hour too long. Like this, this no, this was an minutes. hour too long. Yeah, this, this was should an have hour been too long. Honestly, I, I, I would even think if this was like 70 minutes, it still would have been a, a slog. But the fact I can't get over the fact he thought this would be an hour and 54 minutes. Terrible. Um, I'm more upset by the fact that you asked me to watch this and you didn't even know what the runtime was. And then I played it and I was like, wait, <laughs> two hours? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very upset. I, the, the thing that's really upset me, and I think that this is a good thing to, to leave the podcast on because this will be one of the last thoughts that the, uh, the, the listeners or the viewers will have, is how Mr. Uh, Mr. Lorez, the Greek man, uh, is definitely being very racist against my Irish heritage by calling me dumb. Um, this uh, Irish phobia, Gale phobia. I would, I would call it more uh, prejudice. I don't know about, I don't know if yeah. I want to throw out the race card here on this. Yeah. For someone whose Mamma Mia is their favorite film, he's judging a lot. <laughs> is Mamma Mia in Greek? It happens in Greece, right? I don't even, I've never, never actually seen it, but I'm the sure like, it the only, like Greece. The, the only Greek film that exists is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Um, <laughs> one and two, right? There's a sequel yeah, to that. They did the, 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 the sitcom on There's CBS. There's a TV show in Jenny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it, Kathy yeah, Jimmy? Although I will, I, I will my last... If I'm going to give a recommendation for a good movie, I'm going to I'm going to recommend a Greek film because I'm not a racist, and it's Landscape in the Mist by Theodorus Angelopoulos. That's a good Greek film. A good pairing with the angry video game nerd movie yep. you, you've heard yeah. here. <laughs> Watch best in a double feature. All right, that yeah. that's been movies for this week. Kino Corner, Jake, the cinematologist. Uh, you guys know what it'll be in the description of the episode on iTunes and Spotify. We don't need to do plugs. H word name. Check it out before it gets banned. Yeah. It'll probably be very soon. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening.